Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy to be praised. We give you all our praise this morning. We worship you, Almighty God. Mm. It's been good this morning, hasn't it? Mm. Mm. Sweet presence. Father, I just thank you. I thank you for what we've experienced. I thank you for the freedom in this house. I thank you for your presence, your presence, your presence. I just thank you. I praise your name this morning, and I commit this service to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hmm. 2020. <laughs> Can you believe it's here? I just want to want to talk for a couple of minutes. Are you expecting in 2020 something really different? Something really big? Do you feel almost restless in your spirit waiting? It's like what's what's coming? What's coming? What's coming? What's coming? We feel it, but we don't know exactly what it is. What's coming, Lord? What's coming? Yeah. That's what, that's what I feel. It's like, and I want to be ready. I want to be ready for what it is. Whatever it is. I was just thinking, Renee and I, 2020, we have moved into a new house. We're in a new house. Really excited. Really different. Really different. And you know, very little from our old house is coming over into our new house. For one thing, it just doesn't feel right. And we don't have to drag all that old stuff over with us. It's, it's a new day. It's a new year. God's got something really special for us. We're ready to leave a lot of the old stuff behind. <laughs> oh. And leave plenty of space for what God has for us. Are you with me? Yes. Creating some space for what God has for us. And we're moving into a house that's twice as big as where we have been living. You'd think we could take everything that we have and just add to it, but it's like, no, no. We're moving into a new space. We want to leave room for what God has for us for something different. 2020. It's stirring. It's stirring. It's stirring. It's going to be different. It's going to be different. God's got some amazing things for us in 2020, and I wish I could just start listing them for you, but can't yet. But I know it. I know it. I know it. <clears throat> um, I really felt like this is Second Chronicles 7.14. This is, this is a go-to scripture that we've had for such a long time, but I felt it highlighted for this morning, for this year. And I believe there's a promise in here that I, I want to start with this. In fact, let's go old school and stand together and read this together. This is... Let's go old school. That doesn't sound very good, does it? Let's stand together and honor the reading of God's Word as we read it together. Second Chronicles, 7th chapter, verse 14. And we're going to be reading 14 and 15. First, just everybody say with me, if. 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 Let's read this together. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then... I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And 15, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this space, place. Place, space. I just, while, while, while you're standing, I believe that this, not, not just this place, but I do believe that this place has been set apart. Yeah. This place has been set apart, and that now my eyes, capital M, the eyes of God, yeah. 
and the ears of God will be attentive to prayer made in this place. This place. Everybody that believes that, say amen. Amen. All right, you can be seated. My eyes will be open, my ears will be too attentive to prayer made in this place. I believe this is a promise for us in this place today. This is not the only place. This is not the only place. My people who are called by my name, and those are the Christians. 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 All right. I also believe, I started a, a little bit of a study about how many scriptures there are about jealous God. I am a jealous God, a consuming fire. That He is a jealous God, jealous over us, over our affection, over our attention. He is a jealous God. And as I was studying that, it's like, wow, jealous God. But jealousy is something that's like, hmm. And I felt like he so directed me as I was let's just say meditating, communicating, listening, and, and, and trying to get some, some further direction from him on this jealousy thing. And it's like, do you remember? You know, it's so often that God will bring to our remembrance something from the past, an experience that we had, and says, do you remember? It's like, okay, then you'll know what I'm talking about here. Just, I, there was a time... Uh, that time was in 1990, to be exact, clear back in the 1900s, in 1990, that I was just getting started dating that beautiful lady that sits right there in the front row. That, that, <laughs> that now my wife for 29 and a half years. I was just started dating her, and... and uh, Starting, it's like, man, I am really falling for this beautiful lady here. It's like, thank you, Lord. I remember praying, bring a godly woman into my life. But you know the desires of my heart. I would really love her to be beautiful. <laughs> and when I met her, she was so sweet, charming, beautiful, wonderful, so pleasant to be around. It's just like, I liked being around her. She, yeah, she was, she is, she will be. <laughs> I, I, I agree. And we started dating, and man, I just couldn't hardly get enough of being around her, being in her presence. I, I, I really love being around her. I wasn't say yet that I was just like madly in love with her because, yeah, but I was. <laughs> so, and one day she says, uh, "Yeah, I'm." Uh, I have been invited to go boating with this guy that I've dated before. And it's like, you what? Yeah, I've been invited to go boating with him up at McCall. He's got this big cabin and a really fancy boat. And it's like, oh no. And I was very jealous of her of her, of, of him, and of this invitation. Glad that she told me about that. But he said, do you remember how you felt? It's like, yeah, I remember how I felt. <laughs> I remember. In fact, to the point that, I, and this is the part that probably it's like a little, little weird on my part probably, but it's like, you know what? If I have to fight... Or compete. No, wait, I'm not. Wait a minute. We're not. There was one time I felt that way. I wanted to beat somebody up in the parking lot of a Bon Marche that I thought was giving her way too much attention. <laughs> Snuck in there one day, peeking over one of the clothes racks, and she's laughing and having so much fun with this guy. And it's like, I need to meet him in the parking lot and have a little talk with him. Uh, this was different. This was different. No. This was way different. Uh, because I thought, if I have to compete for her love, for her affection, and her attention, I'm out. 
I'm done. I'm gone. I, I am falling for this woman. I, I'm, I'm loving her and loving being around her and all that. But if I have to compete for her love and affection, I'm done. I, I'm not going to compete for that. If she chooses to go on this boating excursion <laughs> with Mr. Rich, we're done. I'm done. I'm not going to compete for her love, for her attention, for her affection. Colleen, stop it. I recognize that. And so I waited to see if she was going to go. She didn't say anything the next day. She didn't say anything the next day. She didn't say so, And I waited, and I waited, and finally she said, yeah, I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay here and hang out with you. It's like, yes. So 29 years later. But God said, you remember how that felt, you having to compete for her attention, for her love, and her affection. That's why I am a jealous God. I don't want to compete with anybody for their love, for their affection, for their attention. I'm the Alpha, the Omega. I'm the beginning. I'm the end. I'm the creator. I am your God. And I don't want to have to compete for your attention or your affection. Yes, God, I do remember that well. And I do understand how that feels. So when we hear that he's a jealous God, that's exactly what he's talking about. He doesn't want to have to compete. It, I mean, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then the things that we need. All of these extra things will be added to us. It's like, and what's the other, the number one commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. It's like, all right. He wants to be number one in our lives. Now, I had a couple of really unique experiences this, this last week. That I think 2019 was, it, it feels to me like 2019 was a transition year to bring us into 2020. And that, that transition, I, I've talked to, to some other, in fact, I was having a long conversation with Barb, just Barb Kennard, our prayer leader. Uh, just in the last few days, it might have been yesterday, day before, we've been moving. I've lost track of time here. But talking about the, the different sensitivity, the songs we were singing this morning, jumping into deeper water, deeper water, deeper water. That there's, for me, 2019 was a year of understanding, becoming more sensitive to the things of God and, and to His presence, into His presence. You know, eight, nine years ago, eight, eight or nine years ago when I had the, I call it the, the drision, it's like, it's about the presence of God, not the plans of man. Not the plans that we make, but it's about His presence. And as we start to break down just a little bit of what, what we just read, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. What is seeking His face? It's being in His presence. It's seeking Him to appear, and we're in His presence. To see His face, you have to be in His presence, right? So the presence of God, seeking that presence, that heavy presence, that light presence, that laughing presence, whatever and however He manifests Himself, it's the presence of God that we so desire. will humble themselves. Pray and seek my face. Seek my face. It's about the presence, not the plan. We can plan, plan, and plan, but we need to seek the face of God, be in His presence. <clears throat> now, I'm talking about sensitivity, be, becoming more aware of His presence. And when He's shown up, and, and what we're experiencing as He has shown up in our lives. And 2019 was a big, 
big transition. Things started changing a little bit for me. I, I realized that, that when we're in worship sometimes, I, I begin to feel something different in prayer, just meditating and soaking in His presence, feeling something different. But it really started with worship where I felt a, a heightened sensitivity where all, every nerve ending felt like it had become sensitized where sometimes Anthony or whoever, I think Anthony, when I think drummer, it's like, boom, it's like, almost like a shock. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And hands raised, worshiping and, and feeling the tingle coming from elbows going out my hands. It's like, oh, whoa, ready to lay these hands on somebody. Something amazing is about to happen. You know, it's like, oh, God, heightened sensitivity to his presence. To his presence, seeking his face. And it's like, oh, yes, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you for that. Because something big is coming in 2020, and he's getting us ready, prepared for what's coming. I, oh, I have plenty of time. Strap your seatbelts on and relax. We're just about to reach our elevation, our, our flight elevation here. Uh, I'm thinking back on my own journey and, and, and walking through the, the manifestations, learning about his presence. I think the very first time that I had served the Lord, I was serving the Lord, giving my heart to the Lord when I was 19 years old, and I used to struggle with migraines, severe migraine headaches. And I had this oh, incredible headache and, and if I could get to medicine quick enough take like a handful of aspirins and get something to eat sometimes that would work otherwise if I if I got the full onset full-blown migraine I was totally debilitated I had to just lay down sometimes for hours for it to end up subsiding for the pain to go away and I remember I was working by myself in mountain home and I felt a migraine come on the little star flashes and dark spots and it's like Oh no, oh no. Oh dear God, I can't get a headache here. I'll be laying in my truck and I had a little Mazda pickup. It's like, this is not going to be fun to try to take a nap in and lay in and decide this is where I die. So I called out to God and said, please, in absolute desperation, please, please don't take this away because the pain was, was starting, you know, the, the flashes were subsiding and, and the incredible pain was starting and it's like, I'm just going to have to go lay in my truck and probably die. God showed up and the pain went away. It's like, whoa, this was in the late 70s and it's like, oh, wow. But you know, by the time I got home and the next day and the next day and the next day, I began to question, it's like, that's really weird. I wonder if I was really getting a migraine headache or not. You know how the enemy will come when we're ready to, you know, to share our testimony and give God credit? The enemy wants to come and just snatch that up. That's like this, this seed that fell on rocky ground and or, or, or was stolen, got plucked away. It's like, so... Do you remember how many times it said Mary pondered those things in her heart? Mother of Jesus, Mary pondered those things in her heart. It stayed in the back of my mind, but I didn't really know. Did God heal me? Did he deliver me of that headache? You know, I'm not sure. Uh, then, I, I, absolutely, I'm sure now. I've pondered those things in my heart. I can refer back to them because the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance when we need it some of those things and experiences that, that we've had. So I was like, yeah, God was faithful, and he healed me when I really needed it. Back there in 1976, so way back there. Then I have to fast forward for years because the church that I was a part of for 18 years, really, that, that was not a big part of. It was just that kind of stuff didn't really happen a lot. It was for a time previous, and so kind of went away. But it stayed in the back of my mind. I could ponder it in my heart, as Mary did. But in 1990, I've shared this story before. I was in Mexico, and a, and a little short, he wasn't Hispanic, he was Mexican, because we were in Mexico. 
<laughs> put his hand on my head. I didn't even know what happened. And a, I was down. I had no idea if it was for seconds, minutes, or what. Just that I was in the most peaceful situation that I had ever. Overwhelming joy. Just like, oh, this is incredible. This is incredible. And... God answered my prayer that time as well, 1990. So we go from 76 to, 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 to 1990, only I've experienced something completely and amazing and supernatural that I had no grid for. I didn't even know what happened. I'd never heard about, never seen. Then the next time of something really big was 2005. I was put on staff here at Valley Church, went to a hospital. To uh, This was before Bethel, before... Uh, very much of this kind of thing started happening around here. 2005, I took our newest hire, the assistant pastor, Travis, I mean, not assistant pastor, um, youth pastor of 2005, I believe, took him over to a hospital. Someone had called and had somebody over there that wanted to be prayed for. It's like, we can do this, we can do this, Trav. He's now pastoring an amazing church in Rupert, Idaho. He was got his start in ministry as youth pastor at Valley Church in 2005. Now they celebrated 10 years last weekend of senior pastor in Rupert, Idaho of an amazing church, the Happening Church in Rupert. Anyway, Trav and I, he's not too far out of the Marine Corps. He was a young man, and we're, we're, we're in there to go pray for somebody. And Travis, this big tough Marine, was afraid of spiders and afraid of sick people. <coughs> We went into this, this room, you know, in, in the hospital, because this guy was supposed to die. All his relatives had been called in, you know, to, to see him for the last time, and uh, never forget, Roger Waddle was his name. We went into that room, and he had like a sheet laying over him, and the rest was exposed, and there were lines going everywhere, and he was kind of a bluish-purple color, stomach was really distended, and said he was supposed to die. His family had been called in. So I went, stood on one side of him, Travis on the other side. Travis just closed his eyes and started praying in tongues, just like... <laughs> I, being much, much braver, raised my left hand. Let's get the antenna up. With the right hand, didn't really want to touch him because it was really a strange-looking... But started doing, uh, just moving my hand from his chin down to his groin and back without touching him, you know, kind of a, like, I don't even know, just <laughs> moving my, <laughs> just kind of doing this thing and, and praying for healing over his body because it's like, you know, God, God of mercy, grace, uh, you, you're our healer and just praying as I move my hand slowly back and forth without touching him. My hand got hot. It's like, oh, yeah, wow. Travis standing on the other side praying in tongues, and, I, I'm, and he reached up and grabbed my hand. It's like, oh, he's definitely not dead yet. He grabbed my hand, and, I, you know, it's like prayed and, 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 and then left. He didn't speak or anything. He just reached up and grabbed my hand. We left, and we walked out in the hallway. I said, Trav, Trav, Travis, something incredible happened in there. My hand got hot. First time anything like this has ever happened to me. My hand got hot, Trav. I said, I think, I think he's going to get healed. I think God did something because I've never experienced it. And my hand got hot. And then he grabbed my other hand. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, we ended up going. The reason we'd been called wasn't even for Roger. It was for somebody else that was, that was in there, a man who had had a brain aneurysm and they had him with a fan blowing on him. Same thing. He's uncovered and got a fan blowing on him. We went in there. We did lay hands. We touched this guy and laid hands on him. We prayed for him. And we ended up praying for another person as well. All three people were healed. It's like, whoa. So I thought for sure I had the formula. When this baby heats up and gets hot... And it never happened again. <laughs> Seeing people healed, plenty of people healed, but my hand never got hot again. A one-time deal. It's like one and done. But I think, wow, God, that's, that's, that's just, just amazing.
Well, as we move into deeper water and deeper water and grow spiritually and, and start to get more in tune with what Holy Spirit is actually doing and when he's manifesting himself, it doesn't have to just be one hot hand. There's all kinds of ways and things. He is such a big, big God. It's like trying to peel an onion and there's another layer and another layer and another layer and another layer and we just continue to learn more and more and more about who he is and how big he is and how good he is and what he's capable of and what his heart is and what he wants to do to and through his people. It's like, yes, Lord, that's what, that's what, that's what we want. Well, I came back from that Mexico trip where I was on the ground thinking, man, there is so much more. There is so much more. I just want more. I want more. I want more. So he put that hunger in me in 1990. And what I have to say this morning is the more that we want of him, the more of our attention, of our affection, of our love that we will dedicate and give to him, the more that he will give back to us. You want more? Give him more. Hand it over. If my people who were called by my name will humble themselves. How do we humble ourselves? How do you humble yourself? Wow, it's getting really quiet. How do we humble ourselves? I want to I want to share another story first, then I'm going to dig into some some scripture and talk about humbling ourselves. Um, the other day, this is another an, another first for me in the, in the transition. I, I shared about some of what, and it's probably been almost two years ago, what the Lord started doing to me. If I if I brought Tim, Tim come up here for just a second. I'm going to use him as a guinea pig and a okay. Cold again? <laughs> no, you're not going to fall. I'm not going to slap you in the head or anything. I just want to. I want, you to, I want you to start talking. Just start saying something. Something. Talking about something. Humbling. Yeah, humbling ourselves. If my people are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Want me to do it again? <laughs> Did you hear how he went? Did that, that thing? Yeah, you didn't hear that? Oh, we, we got to do it again. We got to do it again. Okay. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> if my people are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tim. You did a great job. I, I, we appreciate Pastor Tim. He's amazing. That's something that started happening to me, which I heard happen to other people, and it just irritated me. It's like, if you're trying to speak, or you're trying to pray, or you're trying to convey a message, and you start doing the uh, stuff, it is nothing but a distraction. You know what I mean? Anybody have those kind of pet peeves where that just like kind of irritates you when somebody does something goofy like that? Well, God started doing that. I go start praying for somebody and just like I was getting pushed right there. It's like, well, I was having lunch the other day. That's just one of the things. I'm talking about the, you know, the tingles and the many, 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 many things. But we're not about the manifestations. We're not about the signs. We're about his presence and seeking his heart. Come being in alignment with his will for our lives, for our area, for our church, for this nation, for the world. We want to be in alignment, in alignment. Well, I get to experience those things a lot. I can be sitting at my house meditating and studying and just thanking him and start doing... <laughs> And a lot of times, if you see me, I, I will be just like, you know, <laughs> that's just a manifestation of God. Just when His presence starts coming on, starts getting heavy, it's like, okay. Well, I was sitting at lunch, at lunch with someone who's fairly new at the church. I'm not mentioning any names, but <laughs> I'm not mentioning any names. But sitting with a, a new friend, someone who come to the church, and, and we're talking, we're sharing a little bit about our past, our history, about testimony, and 
I kind of quit talking. I was saying a few more things. Then I completely quit because I was like, Hup. so to try to be a little bit discreet and a little bit cool about the whole thing, <clears throat> I cleared my throat. <clears throat> and again, and then when we're, when we're talking, and it comes again, and I go, <clears throat> <clears throat> so, and then experience this, like, whoa, the heightened sensitivity when the heavy presence of God falls. And we're sitting in a restaurant visiting. It's like, well, this is not the right spot. This doesn't happen in a place. It's like, what's going on? So I, I went home, and I, I was taking care of a few things. I laid my phone down, and I went and picked my phone up, and I was just thinking about that. It's like, man, God, that was unusual. That was really different to happen like that. This is, this is new for me. And I, I picked up my phone, and, and uh, he had texted me. It's like, because I was thinking about calling him. It's like, just to, to talk about that a little bit. And he had texted me. It's like, oh, whoa, yes, I'm calling. I called. We ended up playing phone tag for a little bit. Ended up having the conversation. And I said, I'll just call him sir. Sir, was there a place in our conversation that we were having for two and a half hours that uh, you really felt the heavy presence of God? He said, yep. Oh, well, good. So you felt it. You sensed it too. Awesome, awesome. And uh, so I said, you know, like kind of when was it? And, and it's like, oh, same time, same time. Showed up and he said, yeah, I did. And uh, yeah, I saw it on you. It's like, oh, I really hit it well, didn't I? <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it, it definitely was. It definitely settled. It was heavy. It was like, and, and slightly confusing to me because of the circumstances right there. You're like, wow. That's awesome. That's, that's amazing. He said, yeah. He said, I believe that Holy Spirit was really pleased with the conversation that we were having. So he just dropped in. It's like, so I was like, yeah, I believe that too. It's like, that's awesome. That's amazing. And I believe that that's one of the, that was like just last week. I believe that's another part of that transitioning into 2020 and how his glory, how his manifestation, him manifesting himself is going to be in all kinds of places and in all kinds of situations. Not just in the church, not just in the kitchen of my house, not just, yeah, everywhere, everywhere. That we are carriers of his glory, of his goodness, of his presence, that we can shift and change atmospheres. And he just put a big exclamation point to that as we were sitting in that, in that restaurant in that little booth the other day. It's like, whoa, wow, wow, wow. I need to go touch somebody. <laughs> I need to share some of this with somebody. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was awesome. It was really, really, really good. He is so, so good to us and so, so available to us. He just wants more of us. He's jealous for our affection. He's jealous for our attention. And when he gets more of it, he gives more of it because he first loved us. Okay, we're going to turn to Ezra. Eighth chapter of Ezra, 21 and 22. Chapter 8, verses 21 and 22. How do we humble ourselves? Now, this is Ezra, when he was getting ready to make the trek back to Jerusalem, come out of, coming out of bondage, ready to go, go back home with all of the temple treasures and... and the big, long, three, four-month journey. It was a long journey that he had to make. And he was ready to go. And I just want to, verse 21. Then, so he's ready to go. He's been released. He's got the goods. He's got the people to travel with him. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava that we might humble ourselves before our God. So how is he going to humble himself? With a fast. I would humble 
ourselves. That we might humble ourselves before our God to seek him before the... To, okay. To seek from him the right way for us and our little ones and all our possessions. When we really, really, really want to get his direction for 2020, I believe it's time for us to declare and to have an all-church fast. That each of us participate, that we're seeking his direction for each of our lives and corporately for the direction that he wants us to go because it's all about his presence, it's all about his plan, not ours. And if we will humble ourselves, pray, seek his face, he'll show up and we will hear, we will know, and we will be guided. Verse 22, For I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road, because we had spoken to the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him, but his power and his wrath are against all those who forsake him. So we fasted and entreated our God for this, and he answered our prayer. Drop down to verse 31. It says, Then, after they had prayed and after they had fasted, then we departed from the river of Ahava, or however you say that, on the twelfth day of the first month, to go to Jerusalem. And the hand of our God was upon us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and from the ambush along the road. We want clear direction. We want to humble ourselves and not have to be humbled. One of my biggest issues, one of my biggest issues was a, a big, big, big pride issue. And God ended up helping me with some of that, did some humbling for me. But I remember the first time that I, that I fasted and I, thought, I just felt I'm compelled. It's, it's time that I fast because my first 25 years as a Christian, I never fasted. I wasn't taught about fasting, so I never really did it. But the Lord was compelling me to, to calling me to a fast. And so I, I decided to fast and I decided, okay, I'm fasting. There were three things that, uh, okay, I will pray for this, this, and this. And I will do, I didn't really set a time. I wanted to just, just to do a fast, just to do a fast. It turned into a three-day fast and God was so, so, so faithful especially to a youngster in the faith. I'm just going to call it because I was just growing then that he answered all three of my requests in that fast. It's like, yes, Lord, yes, sir. I believe in it now. I, I, I believe in fasting now because he's faithful. But you see, it's like humble ourselves by fasting. I still don't, you know, we can think about that. Now, how are we humbling ourselves? It's like, okay. That's quite an addiction, that food thing, isn't it? That eating. I eat for comfort. I eat because I have a sweet tooth. I just eat because I like to eat. But who's in charge? See, I have this spirit in me that is battling with this flesh and all of these desires of my flesh. One of those big desires, those big controlling desires is eat, 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 eat. I love to eat. I like food. It, 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 it satisfies several things for me, right? And you. It's like, okay, who's in control here? Is it my spirit, the spirit man in control, or is it my stomach that's telling me I'm hungry? Well, I pretty much turn control most of the time over to my stomach. I, I know I'm hungry. Uh, let's, let's go get something to eat. But taking, con taking control, humbling myself, humbling the desires of my flesh, bringing them into submission to the spirit man that's saying, you know, it's time, that, it, it's time that you fast. It, it's time that you fast. I can come up with lots and lots of reasons not 
to fast. You know, it's, it's hard on my stomach. I might get a stomach ache. I want to stay really regular. <laughs> I can't be going without food. This doesn't make sense. Maybe just a little bit. Maybe it's just like, like, no, no, I can come up with all kinds of reasons. My head, which is a part of my senses, my, my intellect, which is a part of my soul, that soul realm, that soulish realm that controls our flesh or is controlled by our flesh, which is it? What do you think? Anyway, that soulish realm, that flesh battling against a spirit. It's like, okay, it's time that I show my stomach, I show my body who's in control here. That I humble my flesh and put my spirit in control. God, are you with me? That I humble my flesh by putting my spirit in control. That I humble my flesh by putting my spirit in control. Those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. Mm. Okay. So if we, as a church, will humble ourselves through fasting, will put our flesh in subjection to, our, to the Spirit that lives in us, that leads us and guides us, if my people will humble themselves. You got it? This makes sense? Are you liking it? No, no. <laughs> you know, in, uh, well, I want to go one more place to Acts 13. Acts 13, 2. Oh. We're talking about oh Saul Barnabas, Barnabas. There was a whole. If you read just a little ahead of that, there was a string of six or eight or nine of the apostles that were getting ready to be apostolic and go do an outreach. They're they're ready to uh, to go out, but they want to hear from the Holy Spirit as to direction and who and and all of that. And and so they 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 fasted. They fasted and prayed. So they fasted and prayed, and as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, everybody say, and fasted. The Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So Holy Spirit was directing them while they were ministering to him and fasting. It's like if we really want to hear clearly, we need to put our flesh in subjection because there are so many things that that flesh screams out for. So many things that our flesh screams out for that draws our attention away from God. It's so much easier to focus on God when we're fasting because it heightens our sensitivity to Him. I kind of grip my teeth as I say this, but next week we're, we're going to talk some more about this and we're going to come up with a plan. <laughs> a plan for fasting. Are we good with that? Awesome. All right. Romans 12.1. Turn with me just really quickly to Romans 12.1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. As we bring our bodies into subjection, we bring our flesh into subjection, we are presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice to Him. That going without food is a sacrifice. As we start into this, this, this fasting, <laughs> how many people have done a fast? 
How many people have done a fast of nothing but water for over three days? Nothing but water for over three days. We've got a lot of fasters in here. That's awesome. So this isn't going to be new for a majority of the people here. How many have done a, 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 a 21-day fast of just water? Wow. is Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's both of my hands are down and behind my back. It's like, no, not me. I have not done that. I think that's awesome. I think that's incredible. I know people that have done that. I've walked through it with them while they were doing it and it's just like it's amazing it's amazing it's amazing and I've seen incredible results on the other end of an extended fast that someone has gone through just I've just not done that yet 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 okay I want I want to close with one more scripture as we're jumping into deeper water deeper waters we're becoming more sensitive to Holy Spirit and His leading, His guiding, His direction. As we become, Matthew was talking about being more and more free in the Spirit, that we can worship in freedom because we're worshiping to an audience of one. We are blessing Him by our worship. Our worship's not just for us, it's for Him. We bless Him by our worship. He dances over us. He bless, blesses us, but we bless Him when we worship Him, when we love on Him, when we express our unadulterated love our, 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 for Him through our worship. He loves it. He loves it. Miss B shared last week that, was that last week or a couple of weeks ago, you know, she came to me and shared, she said, I saw Jesus. He was smiling and He said, I approve. I love the way you guys are worshiping. And for, for those of the, you that know B, she is like one foot in this world, one foot in the next world. Very, very close to graduating to that next world. So we just continue to pray for B as well. But it's, it's just amazing to talk to her and listen to what she's seeing and what she's hearing. It's just like, wow. Oh, God, you are so good. Galatians 5.22. You know, as we're growing, as we are growing, you know, Scripture tells us that a good tree will never produce bad fruit. A bad tree will never produce good fruit. You will know them by their fruits. As we read Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit, the proof of the Spirit living in our lives that we are subjecting our flesh, subjecting our soulish realm to that of the Spirit, the fruit that's being produced is the fruit of the Spirit listed in 5.22.23 of Galatians. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, I like several other translations right here. The long-suffering is patience, is, is translated as patience. The fruit of the Spirit, the fruit being produced in our lives as we are led by the Spirit of God is love, joy, peace, patience, just be nice, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, gentleness, and self-control, self-control, self-control. Against these things, against such things, there is no law. So, if we will humble ourselves, we're going to see more and more in 2020 of the fruits of the Spirit coming into our lives. We're going to just become more and more and more attractive to those around us when they see the Spirit 
when they see the Spirit. Yes, when they see the Spirit of God that's leading our lives. But when they see the fruit being produced in our lives by the Spirit of God, we're just going to become irresistible people. You want to stand with me? I'm going to ask the prayer team to come up here as we d dismiss in prayer. But I want to explain just a little bit. You know, it, 2020, we've made some changes. The front of the altar, in front of these steps, is going to be open. Cassie, you're standing in the front of these steps. This is going to be an open area. Scoot, 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 scoot. We have, maybe you go on the other side. Perfect, perfect. Because we want to keep the front open. You know, as we enter into his presence, as we experience his presence, sometimes all you want to do is just come up and pray as the worship team is playing a little bit more, as the presence of God just settles in. You want to just come up here yourself to worship some more, to pray. The front's open for that. You want somebody to pray with you, you go to part of the prayer team. Does it make sense to everybody? So you're going to see the front just completely open for 2020 because that's what's happening here. Father, we thank you that you are just such a good, 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 good God. Your mercies, your grace, your tenderness, your heart, and your power and authority. We give you praise. We give you thanks for all you are, for who you are. We thank you for your loving tenderness, what you show to us. You are good. You are so, so good. And I would just ask everyone this morning to just raise your hands to him. Let's just raise our hands to him. Saying, Father, I commit myself to you. I am willing and desiring to be led by your Spirit to put my flesh in its place to death. In Jesus' name, I receive all that you have for me. I want to be open. I want to be a new wineskin to receive the new wine that you have for 2020. I ask this in Jesus' name. I make this commitment to you. Amen. Have a blessed week. We'll see you next Sunday where we will have the plans laid out for an all-church fast. All right. God bless you.